Welcome back to Watch. Hey. Hi. I'm here with myself, Will, and my lovely, hot... Thank you so much. Smart, funny (laughs) co-host. Funny, question mark? Question mark. (laughs) Rachel and Dina. Thank you. We are very excited for the episode we're about to bring you today. It is one of a kind, I think, in terms of some of the content we get to discuss. It really is. Yep. Before we jump in, before we let Dina take our sweaty or not sweaty palms and walk (laughs) forward... We just wanted to remind everyone that if you're enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate if you told someone about it. Yeah. If you are on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, follow us, rate it, share it. Help us. Yeah. Spread the word. Find people who are obsessed with this shit as much as we are. (laughs) Okay. Well, with that gross self-promotion out of the way. (laughs) Dina. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. I really feel like I get the the episodes with some of the really good stuff. But mm-hmm. we start off today at where else in Crescent City but a shooting range. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, like, should have known we were going to land here at some point. Yeah. So this place is a converted warehouse that occupies four city blocks. And it has, like, a sniper-length gallery And it's, like, Mm -hmm. the only one in the city, which tells me that there's probably, I don't know, 400 shooting ranges (laughs) in this place. But I want to pause here and ground us all for a minute Mm -hmm. and just let us remind ourselves before we get into this scene that we are in a fantasy novel, okay? And in this fantasy novel, we are suspending disbelief about Mm -hmm. lots of things, including a next episode about the existence of literal people. Okay, and so I've decided in this moment, because we're in a different fantasy world, that it is okay if the scene is a little hot. To become (laughs) pro-gun. It is okay if we let the guns be a little hot in this one scene, in this one. We're in a different—sure, they have cell phones. Sure, fine. But they also have pointy ears and magic and quail shifters and right. demons. Do not do not read this as an as an endorsement of um who's like the like the hot blonde. Who's no, like I don't know guns. who they are, but we're not saying their name out loud. Okay, whatever. Yeah, we're obviously <laughs> anti NRA here, but we are in a fantasy novel, a different world, and we're gonna let it be hot. Yeah, this is a thank safe you. space. <laughs> I'm really glad that you set set up that safe space for us in the gun range because <laughs> I'm glad that we kind of took a moment and I'm with you. Also, I think at the start we learned that allegedly guns are highly regulated oh. in this in this oh, world. Great. So like it's fine. Okay, great. Extra justification. Perfect. Yeah. Our hot detective duo, Bryce and Hunt, are Basically stalking the Alpha Theta Fey boys. Um, so they can <laughs> That's a good one. Sneakily meet with them. Thank you. I was very excited about that. And they found them at this gun range. They are bros being bros here doing mm-hmm. the classic kind of like, oh man, like you're off by like half an inch. <laughs> and then yeah. he shoots it and he's like, straight shot to the balls, dick bags. <laughs> Yeah. It's like locker room talk, you know? And like poor Hunt is feeling so lonely that he's looking at this and feeling jealous of it because he doesn't have bros to be bros with. He's just wearing his hat all by himself. So sad. I know. And he wonders if Bryce is feeling the same because of her little friendship situation, aka all of them being murdered. Anyway, (laughs) 
situation. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much fun back and forth here. And Flynn immediately, I get why you could hate him from this, but immediately I'm like, you're so funny and I love you. He's being the brother's best friend so hard right now. Mm-hmm. He's just flirting with Bryce nonstop. Bryce is like, sorry to interrupt. We have things to discuss. And when Rune is like, you could have called. And she says, I didn't want this out there on the networks. Flynn is like, cloak and dagger shit. Nice. Color nice. me intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> so on the audiobook, the voice that you just did is how Declan talks. And then weirdly, Flynn has a southern twang. But you just did a Declan. No. Really wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. good to know. That's so funny. I could totally see that having a little southern twang. But anyway... Bryce is being so much the younger sister. She's like, I'm not here to talk to you. And he's like, you wound me. You yeah, wound like, me. You wound me, Bryce. <laughs> um, so everybody's bantering. <laughs> to get to the point of this visit, Bryce asks Declan, who's our hot tech bro, gay bro extraordinaire, importantly, mm-hmm. we love him. Um, she asks him if he can analyze footage from Luna's temple the night the horn was stolen. They know that the authorities have analyzed it already, but they're like, maybe they missed something. He's really good at finding things that people missed in their, I don't know, servers or something. I don't understand how computers work. So he agrees to take a look. Bryce is like, cool, great. Also, don't fucking tell the Autumn King and threatens them. And Hunt is just having the time of his life watching her be mean to them. It says he'd like nothing more than to grab some popcorn and a beer kick back in a chair and watch her verbally fillet these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Love. And there's like there's like a moment, a page earlier, his pulse began to pound like the music because of her cool mocking indifference <laughs> in the tone of her voice. <laughs> so hot. And like Hunt doesn't even know it's about to get so much worse for him because yeah. Rune is like, okay, big talk, like like show us what you got, basically. And I'm going to bring us directly to the text here Thank because I you. think it's, it's an important it moment for detail. Yes. It cannot be paraphrased. And so it goes, she smirked. I don't need to prove I can handle a big gun to run with the boys club. Uh, wait, wait. Hunt's skin tightened at the feral delight in her eyes as she said, big gun. Thank you for clarifying. Other parts of him tightened. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Does this man have a gun fetish? Because his mm. blood thrummed, his body tensing as surely as if she'd gripped his cock. Can you say like, that more clearly? As surely she I don't want to. His <laughs> Thank you. I just don't want that to be lost. Thank you for saying it more clearly mm-hmm. because I simply could not. Um, this man is losing it watching her. Yes. She's like <laughs> stroke stroking the rifle. Gun. I don't know if one must stroke the rifle before they shoot it. <laughs> I haven't been there myself, but he's losing it watching this. Yeah, while her yeah. fingers brushed over the chassis, stroking Chassis. All- Chassis. That's what I you said. that from the oh. audiobook. Oh, oh wow. What a that um, Brushed over the chassis, stroking all the way down to the butt plate. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Of the gun, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> Still gun. talking about the gun. It's just so good. And again, we're just letting ourselves enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I had actually forgotten for a second, but then 
the book like very helpfully reminds us that our sweet girl boss was raised by a legendary sharpshooter mm-hmm. right before she says, allow me to demonstrate why you all can kiss my fucking ass and shoots three times. And Flynn is like, you only landed one. Ha ha ha. And then they're like, oh shit. No, like she's just so precise that she sh- like shot them all through the same hole. Yep. <laughs> Hunt's mouth dries out entirely. <laughs> Yeah, importantly, a chill skittered down Hunt's body that had nothing to do with fear. (laughs) Oh, we love it. But she looks at him waiting to see how he'll react. And it's like how many males had run from this part of her, their alpha hole egos threatened by it. Hunt hated them all merely for putting the question in her eyes because she's like, oh, are you going to like not think I'm hot anymore because I can shoot a gun? Yeah, apparently she's had a lot of dates at, like, a shooting range. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as the guy... You know what they do, like... You know how straights now are doing, like, axe, axe throwing, throwing or whatever? Yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say She's, like, too good at axe throwing. It's, uh, it, it sounds like she's, like, so many guys have seen my sharp shooting skills and have just walked away <laughs> from it all. Uh. But don't worry, not hunt. Not hunt. He's, like, fully ignoring the boys, like, staring her deep in the eyes, and then, like, picks up the gun and shoots it right through the same, like, hole in the target that she made. Yep. Her cheeks are flushed. Her eyes, like, warm whiskey. They're just, like, awkwardly, Mm. like, staring at each other. They both have a gun fetish. (laughs) Yeah. Like... By the way, also, like, okay, this is a gripe or whatever of the, like, being able to smell arousal thing. Because conveniently, it's not brought up here, but obviously, the other three dudes standing there would be like in a cloud of like arousal scent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but it's not brought up here because, like, that would be fucking awkward. (laughs) Right. You know, surely they smell very aroused. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways. Well, that's, it's nice of them to give them a moment to have their sweet little gun fetish together. Yeah. But unfortunately, Isaiah does not want them to have this moment because he calls and ruins gun fetish flirting with news of another murder. Ugh, just douse the flames. They fly to Asphodel Meadows, which is where the murder happened. The whole crew is there. Asphodel Meadows, pretty gross, pretty smelly, lots of garbage around. Mm -hmm. There was a temple guard who was murdered. You might ask, was he on duty the night that the Luna Porn was stolen. How could we know? (laughs) Yes, he was. Yes, 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 he was indeed. SJM notes offhand, and thus I note, that the alley where this guy was murdered was, quote, in the shadow of the North Gate. Hmm. I'll leave that there. Okay. Bryce has a realization. She's, like, looking at a map on her phone and, like, putting, like, little pins down in her Google Maps of where all the murders happened. And she notices that they all happened within steps of major avenues on top of Lee lines. Mm Mm-hmm which are natural channels for first light, a.k.a. like highways of power. And they're like somehow connected to the gates, right? They flow right through the gates. Yeah. Yeah. So Bryce, in my head, I'm like, oh, you're close, girl. She's like, maybe whoever summoning this demon is using the power of the Lee lines to like have the strength to do it. Mm. They're all having, you know, various little chats and sidebars and figuring out what happens, what like what happened with the guard. We have a moment where Declan kind of warns Bryce about Hunt, but then probably because he smelled her arousal earlier. Right. Yeah. 
of the, the, her arousal as regards the foremost assassin. Right. <laughs> Right, the, the shadow of death, yes. Yeah. But then when Hunt comes over and says, you know, oh, the 33rd, the angels are on it. And Declan says, I'm not holding my breath. Hunt is like, yeah, me neither. And they like have this nice moment where Declan's like, yeah, your situation's like fucked up. And he's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, cool, <laughs> bros, maybe <Yeah>. one day. <laughs> it sucks you're a slave, man. Yeah, they basically each apologize to each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the subtext. Yeah. It was like, yeah, a bro apology where... The word sorry is never said. No, no weakness was shown. But Right. <laughs> Hunt can tell that Bryce is starting to freak out again. And so they like look at each other and nod. And then they're like, okay, we're going now. Bye. Our sweet fuckboy Flynn blows Bryce a kiss. Hunt and Bryce make it approximately half a block before he's like, so did you and Tristan Flynn ever hook up? <laughs> yes. Just I'm just hand. wondering. <laughs> Not a, just a casual question between friends. Yeah. <laughs> but this turns into a bit of a Bryson Hunt sharing corner. Yeah. So we get two kind of main things and two side notes. Okay. Bryce talks about the Tristan Flynn thing and she says they never hooked up, but she had the biggest crush on him as a kid. As soon as she visited and met him again, it was very classic. Older brother's best friend. Yeah, that is a vibe. And she said she used to like write the words Lady Tristan Flynn all over her notebooks as a kid. Mm -hmm. Oh no. I know. Which (laughs) Bryce. Hunt shares about Shahar. Bryce asks if he still has a thing for her, and he says, until the day I die. Yeah. It says Bryce still wasn't entirely sure what to do with the dropping sensation in her stomach. Well, didn't he also say that Shahar ruined him for anybody else? Yeah, that's an aggressive statement, my man, that you might regret making. Yeah, he does say that. That's so sad. Yeah. And she feels kind of dumb for reading into things, even though she definitely wasn't. Well, yeah, she's not. This is a classic boy just not thinking about what they're saying. Yeah, I'm being quite dramatic, but sure. (laughs) He's being dramatic. Yeah. So two other (laughs) things we get here. Number one, when Bryce is sharing about the Tristan Flynn thing, there's a, a, a note about how she didn't mention this to Hunt. But at some point, senior year of college, she and Danica went to a bar and they were there and Danica went home with him, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, isn't that girl code 101? It sounded like Bryce is like, well, I can't. So you so should. You should. <laughs> I think that was the vibe. Okay. And I'll like live vicariously right, through your story. Right. And then you yeah. could like tell me about it in detail. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll accept that. More importantly, side note number two, in the midst of her sharing, she Bryce says, do you want to hear about my worst hookup ever? And tells Hunt about a vampire who wanted to, quote, eat while eating. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Which sounds so painful. I don't know, Dina. <laughs> don't knock until you try it. Could <laughs> uh. be fun. Hey, if the listeners need any recommendations along those lines, email me. I got a couple. Books. Uh, <laughs> but, i was no, gonna I say if you're, one if you're if you're interested in sort of our our general thoughts on the vampire love making blood sucking yeah um, we do oh, have a yeah. lot of those we, we have, have to refer you to season one episode something cozy yeah, cozy that, cave a cozy cozy title. cave i think it's the sixth episode but we never get eating like, while eating this no we never get that in serpent to eating while eating 
Okay, well, to each their own, mm-hmm. but not for Bryce. Not for you. Not for me. <laughs> not I'm not for saying me. it's for me, but I'm saying, like, I haven't tried it, so. You're so open-minded. I know, I'm really open-minded. Wow. <laughs> just like a modern, sexually liberated woman. I know. Wait, sorry, real quick. Yeah. Just to sort of wrap that up. As she says that, she didn't fail to note his glance to her legs <gasps> between them, the way his eyes seemed to darken further, something within them sharpening. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so maybe he hunts it. into that. Maybe. He's either way, he's into her legs. Yeah. And what's between them. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, again, their flirting is thwarted because they run into none other than Sabine as they're walking, Mm -hmm. who immediately starts yelling at Bryce about how she's a stupid slut and seethes, where the fuck is my sword? And spits at her. Yeah, spits at her. But apparently Declan works fast because they get home, they're getting ready for bed, and Declan calls Bryce And she goes to, like, knock on the door of Hunt's room, and he opens it, and he's shirtless. Mm. And she's just fully gaping at him and doesn't realize that he sees her, and he's just watching her with a shit-eating grin on his face. (laughs) Will, I thought of you because... Because I have muscles upon muscles upon muscles, all covered by golden brown skin. Oh, no. I was going to talk about... Declan. Okay. (laughs) Yes, definitely also that for sure. To be clear, yes, 100%. But also when they get Declan on speaker phone or whatever, and Declan's like, the taxpaying residents of this city should revolt at how their money's being blown (laughs) on second-rate analysts instead of people like me. (laughs) I just feel like that's something you would say. Yeah, tough but fair. (laughs) Well, it's it's uh, it's even better if you recall that he also works for the city, and so this is like a little like intra-bureaucratic like yeah. tussle. He's <laughs> mad at the angel analyst. He's like, "Why didn't you send it to us over at the Fay <laughs> Police Squad?" It's yeah, it's so cute. I just continue to love Declan. But anyway, his news is that the footage from the temple the night the horn was stolen was switched with footage from another area of the city. Right. And guess who was in charge of investigating the footage back when the horn was first stolen? Sabine, bitches. Wow. So this puts a huge target on her back. This is like a lot for Bryce and Hunt to process. So they're sitting on the couch and processing and Hunt is like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, right? The Prime was going to skip her over to go right to Danica. Bryce is like, she wouldn't kill her own daughter. And Hunt is like, do you really believe that? And Bryce is like, no. (laughs) Importantly, Hunt remembers Sabine saying some weird shit in the observation room the first night that Danica died. Mm -hmm. And so he calls Isaiah, who obviously keeps meticulous notes. (laughs) Need we say anything? Right. Wait, what was it called, Will? Best little boy. BLB. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our BLB, Isaiah, kept meticulous notes and just like quickly pulls them up. And it's about how Sabine was saying Danica couldn't stay out of trouble. She could never keep her mouth shut around her enemies. Look what became of her. She should have known better. About what? About all of it. Starting with that slut of a roommate. Okay, guess some new words for Bryce. But anyway. Importantly here, Hunt sees Bryce stiffen up. And so he puts his hand on her knee and rubs his thumb over it to comfort her. 
Wow. Honestly, We're like... getting a lot of knee play and a lot of hand play. And a lot of thumb. A lot of Hunt's thumb. A lot of thumb. He's a big thumb. He uses yeah. his thumb in circles a lot, I've noticed. Also, I just want to flag, per an earlier discussion, she is wearing sleeping shorts and an oversized worn t-shirt, <gasps> which yes. I do believe is, is supposed to... Is the kind of gold standard. Yes. Of right. sleep attire. Yes. Given what you two told me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, SJM, for registering our feedback. Yeah. No, she really, she implemented it quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive of her. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, that's an important detail. Thank you, Will. And yes, a lot of hunt thumb stuff, which is, we love. A lot of thumb stuff. Yeah. He's a thumb guy. Also, I will say, they're talking about like how, okay, this could be construed in a lot of ways. Like maybe it wasn't Sabine. And I'm like personally not on team Sabine killed Danica yet, but we shall see. Is that because it showed up 50% of the way through the book and... That is seems a little 100% of the reason why, Will. <laughs> Literally, I was looking, I was like, mm, this is like 47% of the, no way have they identified the killer so early. <laughs> then it's really cute because Bryce needs to go for a run, even though it's one in the morning, and Hunt joins her. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry because you skipped something important. Oh, do tell. Um, Don't get too excited. Oh. But I do believe we also have confirmed not only is Hunt a thumb man, but he's a toe man. Oh, my mm. God. He's a good guy. Oh, my God. Rachel, I can't believe I almost. Thank you so much. I have this highlighted. Wow. Yeah. Rewind. It's at page 371 for the interested yes. listener. Yeah, yeah, this is such an important Opened line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so. they're musing. They're going over everything. I think we have to be right at the text here. Rachel, do you want to do you want to take it away? Sure, sure. I I will. Since I brought it up, I'll happily. Okay. Talk, talk, talk. Bryce says something. Bryce mused, toying with her toes. They were painted a deep ruby. Ridiculous, he told himself. Not the alternative. The one that had him imagining tasting each and every one of those toes before slowly working his way up those sleek, bare legs of hers. (laughs) Bare legs that were mere inches from him. Golden skin gleaming in the first lights. He forced himself to withdraw his hand from her knee, even as his fingers begged to move, to stroke along her thigh. Higher. And, like, it also says, Bryce sort of continues to just, like, talk, oblivious to his filthy train of thoughts. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) It's so good. It's so deep. I love that also that he's like, what a weird night if his thoughts had drifted in this direction. Honestly, they'd been drifting in this direction since the gun range. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, also, they've been drifting there before, but sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's just right. mark he's it like, back. Date it back to the gun range. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the stroking of the chassis mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Is... We also, I guess, get confirmation that she shaves her legs, but I feel like that was sort of implicit in her whole her whole vibe. Yeah. She's totally. putting in a lot of effort. Yeah. But they might have potions for that. That'd be cool. Okay, anyway, Bryce needs to go for a run. It's one in the morning. Hunt is like, I'm obviously coming with you. It's kind of cute because she's able to blast her headphones knowing that no one's going to bother her because the shadow of death is running right next to her and he doesn't say anything. He doesn't complain. He just keeps pace. Her leg starts hurting really badly. Hunt tries not to say anything about it, but he eventually asks about it. And he seems both personally pained because he knows that he did it and also annoyed that she hasn't gotten help for it. We get a really fun intermission. I've been so excited to talk about this with you guys. 
We switch over to Rune. Dina boyfriend. For a scene with a medwitch. With Dina's boyfriend and Dina's girlfriend. <laughs> the thruple that Dina will complete, yeah. Literally, though. You love a witch. Yeah, this is like a, my perfect bisexual yeah. chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and might I add, at an appropriate time, I want to discuss some sort of room slash sensory porn. Oh, room. Room. Yeah, room. As opposed to rune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So essentially, one of the ideas that our little Scooby-Doo crew had was whether fixing the horn actually involved healing it. Mm-hmm. And thus, whether medwitches would have any insight about how someone might do that. So Rune took on this part of the group mm-hmm. project, and he's been talking to medwitches. And lucky for him, there was a really hot medwitch at the Asphodel Meadows murder site. So he goes to see her the next day to ask about it. Yeah. A couple of fun things here. Number one, obviously, the medwitch is very hot. Mm-hmm. But... Importantly, her voice is really lovely. And with this note, we get a very fun, again, SJM A-plus attention to detail world-building sidebar about how the face-sensitive hearing has made Rune run from dates and one-night stands when people have weird laughs, laughs or make awkward mm-hmm. sex sounds. <laughs> he like, can't handle it and runs yeah. away. He's like, how many partners have I never called again? Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah, it says he'd once nearly run from a date with a young nymph when her high-pitched giggling had sounded more like a porpoise's squeal. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. We also get some fun witch background, which I'm like the number one witch girly for life, and I love. So it says, they were a strange, unique group, the witches. Though they looked like humans, their considerable magic and long lives marked them as veneer. Their power mostly passed through the female line. Mostly. I want to meet some male witches. Yeah. It says their power was inherited from some ancient source that the witches claimed was a three-faced goddess, but witches did pop up in non-magical families every now and then. So what I loved about this was the reference to the three-faced goddess. I knew you would. (laughs) Thank you so much for seeing me, which is... To be clear, not only an explicit reference to the witches of Throne of Glass, the three-faced goddess is, of course, the maiden, the mother, the crone, but also Greek mythology reference to, I literally never know how to say this, Hecate, Hecate, Hecate? Hecate. 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 Bless, don't spite me. Hecate, wherever you are. A goddess who, when I looked up on Wikipedia, is apparently associated with crossroads, mm. with entranceways, and with the moon. Ooh. Isn't that fun? Love that. Wow. Anyway, we love witches. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be very clear with you all in this moment, not having read much past this, mm-hmm. that by approximately three pages into this chapter, I was like, if this bitch is not Hypaxia... Hmm. If this bitch is not the new witch queen, <laughs> hmm. you can have my arm. You can have my life savings. I would bet my bottom dollar that this bitch is the new witch queen. And here's my evidence. Okay. Number one, she has an accent from a very different area that Rune can't place. Hmm. She's kind of too young to be already working as a medwitch, hmm. which Rune notes. It literally says when she opens the door for Rune that she did so as gracefully as a queen. Hmm. Isn't that a bit on the nose, though? (laughs) And she has this really awkward moment where Rune asks about the new queen. And she's like, who? What? Uh, What? What do you mean? (laughs) Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. 
Anyway, I am 1 million percent positive and I loved it. I was so here for it. I was like, this is great. Just so you guys know who are listening, they're both just giving me their little like, we're not telling you either way. And so Will's like awkwardly looking I mean, off screen. I'm mostly wondering, like, I'm like, staring you you said you'd bet your life savings. Is that like a negative number at the moment? <gasps> it actually is negative. <laughs> yeah, negative. That's, and you're that's about like, Dina. yeah. Rude. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet my life savings on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pass on this debt. They talk about healing a magical object, which she guesses that they're talking about the horn quite quickly, which I'm like, mm, Yeah, it's like, okay. Interesting. <laughs> then they have this whole conversation about how maybe now that there have been so many modern advances in medicine and magic, and there's all these like lasers and machines and things that maybe somebody developed something recently. Mm-hmm. That could fix it. But then it's like, number one, the secret witch queen says that she doesn't know the modern stuff too well because, quote, my knowledge of healing is rooted in our oldest ways. Yeah, she's... Which to me sounds like a very good thing because obviously this is about some ancient shit. Mm. Do you think light that is not light, magic that is not magic is something that has a power button and a charger? No. Right. It's like a medical device company is going to... Solve right, this problem. Right. Obviously, it's like we're talking about Starlight or first. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about, but fine. They're not quite getting there, but they're doing the best they can. They have this good conversation. And when Rune leaves, she says, I hope to see you again, Prince. And he couldn't stop pondering the tone and promise of her farewell. Wow. And this was all yeah. like they were having tea. Yeah. Right. Okay. We do. Yeah, you promised that we were going to do the room porn and we haven't. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got um, too excited. So we're going to have to backdate this everybody yep. pretend like you had this in mind the whole time no 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 okay yep. she has to see a patient when he shows up she's like because she's dedicated she's dedicated she's to her so craft. dedicated mm-hmm. she's such a good healer yeah. but she's like if you wait for me then we can have lunch we can have lunch yeah and so she brings him out to a slate covered patio <sighs> surrounded by terraced herb gardens ah the day was indeed lovely the river breeze making the plants rustle and sway spreading their soothing fragrances and she sits down in a wrought iron table and chairs by a bed of mint <laughs> her scent is lavender and eucalyptus i mean how, could you get any better than that incredible and then when she brings out her little tea spread he gets his tea and he inhales the scent of tea and it's peppermint and licorice and something else a whisper of vanilla and something woodsy sounds great yeah the licorice sounds i can so do that but yeah okay just what if it's just a tiny touch <sighs> No. Not for you. You're not an Anise boy. Um, And then she brings out a little spread, which I will say seems more like a snack spread than a lunch spread. Yes, I noted that as well. Mm -hmm. Figs, grapes, cheese, bread, and honey. And she's She's putting like some honey on her, drizzling honey on her cheese and she puts it on the bread, which sounds nice, but it sounds like more, sounds of, it's not enough, like you need some more protein. There's no protein. Like we need just the cheese. It's not really enough. It's a nice like French lunch. Right. But yeah, I just loved this setting. It's like all of the spa mm-hmm. like healing herbs yeah wait rachel you know what i this reminds me of mm-hmm. i have been texting will and rachel because i'm reading the city of brass mm-hmm. trilogy right now and you actually really need to read it because there's an infirmary area and there's all these gardens with all the Ooh. healing herbs and there's an orange grove in Ugh. the middle and it's like all enchanted by magic. Wow. You should read it because the book is really good, but you would die at the descriptions if you loved this one. That sold me. It's on my Libby yeah. Holds list. So Fab. Oh, a great visit with the Medwish. With that random Medwish, yeah. 
Switching back to our sweet honeys, Bryce and Hunt. They are going to visit Victoria because she has been looking into the whole magic energy grid thing. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah and Hunt are talking about all of this on the roof of Bryce's gallery while she's working when all of a sudden Hunt's phone buzzed and he pulled it from his pocket. He choked, quote, not just at the message from Bryce. The gallery roof isn't a pigeon roost, you know? Love. Got him. That's a good one. (laughs) Got him. But what she changed her contact name to, Bryce Rocks My Socks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so funny. Like, they're so, they're being, it's 15. It's 15. It's 15. No, maybe 15. Right. And she's 25. He's Right, but they're like. Not supposed to be flirting for all these reasons. And so they're like, oh, ha ha, I'm just making fun of you. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's cute. Yeah, no, we do. But we just have to know. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. And beneath the ridiculous name, she added a photo to her contact, the one she'd snapped of herself in the phone store, which is really cute. She's kind of like, we're going to be friends now. Yeah. Now you have my contact. Friends. Just friends. They then go to see Victoria. It's raining, though. Mm. And so they, like, have a little argument about how they're going to get there. And she wants to call a car, but he's like, we have to fly. Whatever. Eventually, she gives in and they fly to go see Victoria and they get there. They're soaked and she just looks like a drowned rat, I think. When they're flying, I wrote this in my notes and I forgot what I meant by it. We officially get some FWF. And I was like, what do I mean by that? And then it was, I meant flirting oh, while flying, flirting while flying. yeah thank god yeah. thank god we moved or on to that phase flying while flirting there's ear crooning there's there's crooning in her ear mm-hmm. yeah skittering things are skittering mm-hmm. oh my god there's so much skittering he says yeah don't be a baby he crooned in her ear because she's terrified still he tells her to enjoy the view she keeps her head ducked against his chest but he gave her a squeeze mm. And he he added his voice nearly a purr, I'll buy you a milkshake if you do. Her toes curled in her shoes at the low coaxing voice. <laughs> mm. List of things turning Bryce on of late. Guns. Kind of mutual gunplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Milkshake. Milkshakes. I mean, I'm just reading what the text is put. Yeah, you're just, yeah. <laughs> and so she's clutching his shoulders and she tries to squint through and look at the city Obviously, I think this is where it's like, okay, this is a cute scene. And then SJM like insert this explanation of how the gates are all connected together. Mm. Like some twining beast breaking the surface of a lake. The avenues and lee lines all connected beneath them. Just noting that for future reference. Anyway, back to the flirting. (laughs) He's like, not so bad, huh? And she pinches his neck and his answering laugh brushed over her ear. Mm. She might have pressed her body a little harder against the solid wall. <gasps> wall. We're back. <laughs> I just like banged my We're microphone back, out of excitement. <laughs> Nothing we love more. Again, season one reference. Go back. You want to hear us talk about the wall of a man yeah. for eight episodes. But our boy Hunt, also a solid wall of a man. So they get to see Victoria, who, to her credit, pretends to be meeting Bryce for the first time and does not hearken her back to the first time they met in the observation room when Victoria kind of not tactfully made her listen to the sounds of her friends dying. Right. 
and she found grainy pictures of the Crystallis's foot or claw caught in the corner of a camera because apparently someone summoned it last night and it was around Moonwood and the den, but nobody was murdered. She says it seems like it was looking for something or someone. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was all around Moonwood, but then the last known location was at the Rose Gate in Fyro, and it was simply there one moment and gone the next. Importantly, during this right, scene, most importantly, maybe most importantly, Bryce is obviously getting a little freaked out, and then a warm, strong hand gently gripped her thigh. I assume they're sitting at a table, right? Like it's under the table. Not really. You know, I was wondering that. I thought that I was picturing them like sitting in a cubicle, but maybe they are across the table. Well, I think they're across the table or whatever, but it's not under the table because Victoria clocks right, it at right, one point. Right, right, right. Yeah. But like, right. yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it says Victoria kind of gave him an almost look of warning, mm-hmm. you know? Like I feel like both Bryce and Hunter people are kind of warning them about each other. Yeah. They're like, we we all can smell your arousal, basically. Well, also, if you're having like a big business meeting and like the guy puts a hand on the bare thigh and i would be like excuse giving him a stink eye i'd be like hello i'm right here like yeah well, and it's it's also that thing i feel like if you've been in a situation where you and someone think you're getting away with your little trick right. your little your secret, secret tryst, and like <laughs> everyone can tell but is just kind of politely not noticing or saying anything but you think yeah. you're really uh, getting away yeah. with it <laughs> yeah exactly you have your hand on her pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never also, been there. Also, did we catch at some point? I think his his wee wing. That's what I was gonna say. Yes. So cute. Oh, his wee little. I actually wing. find this so cute. His wing curves around her. Yeah. To almost protect mm. her. That's so cute. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen that no. in a wing before. I don't think we have. It's a new. It's a new wing trick. <laughs> and then when they get caught, Hunt takes his hand off, and Bryce just sort of taps her nails on the chair. Like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Later that day, they're back at the gallery and they're leaving at the end of the day and they have to go investigate the Rose Gate. But first they have to leave the gallery, but it's still pouring rain and Syrinx does not want to go. <laughs> and it's really cute because Bryce is trying to like drag Syrinx away and it's not happening. And so Hunt, I guess, uses wind. Mm-hmm to pull him off the rug and into his arms so they can fly home together in the rain. They're little little family. Family. And Syrinx is like, bah, 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 and Hunt's like, none of that, beastie. And Syrinx yeah. is like, okay. Because <laughs> he knows he's that alpha. It's time for them to go investigate the Rose Gate. And importantly, Bryce puts on the correct clothes. Wow. She changes into athletic gear. I'm picturing her in her little Lululemon yeah. outfit. Yeah, I mean, it's still hot. Yeah, it's hot. Right. Right, of course it's still hot. Yes, Bryce, embrace your Tribeca mom moment. Mm-hmm. They go to investigate the Rose Gate, whatever, some plot. Hunt is like, maybe we were wrong about the lee lines and maybe it's the sewer. <laughs> oh, babes, like, it's obviously the gates. Don't go running around through a bunch of poo for the wrong answer. But... They can't go down into the sewer because they don't have enough weapons and it's too dangerous. And there's all this cute banter, blah, blah, blah. And then they have this great idea that since all the sewers lead to the Eastros River, you know who might know something? <gasps> the Mer people. So we'll get there next episode. Oh my gosh. But before we do that, we will conclude this episode with 
dare I say, one of the best scenes of literature of all time. Mm -hmm. They get home from investigating the sewers. It's still pouring rain and Bryce sprints to the shower. You know, she like takes off her shoes and everything, like makes sure Hunt takes off his shoes, sprints to go shower. He is knocking to be like, the soap in the guest room is out. Do you have another bar? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to the linen closet, grab another. A few minutes later, he knocks again. His grave tone had her shutting off the water. What's wrong? She ripped a towel around herself. She opened the door. Hunt was shirtless. She might have ogled the muscles he was sporting if his face hadn't been serious as hell. Mm. He's like, you want to tell me something? And she's like, about what? And he's like, about what the fuck this is? (laughs) And he has a purple glittery unicorn. I'm sorry, Unicorn Pegasus. Yeah, Unicorn Pegasus. In his hands. And she's like, why did you go snooping through my things? She tells him that this is Jelly Jubilee. Jelly Jubilee. So these are like My Little Ponies, basically. Are they? Oh, I thought it was like Beanie Babies, kind of. I mean, similar idea, but I think, do you know what My Little Pony is? No, it's a show, right? Google it. Google it. Yeah. I think, yeah, if you want. (laughs) Yeah, they're like My Little Ponies. First of all, can I just say? Yeah. The OC season two. Is everybody aware? Oh, Captain... You guys know Summer and Seth? Captain whatever. What's his name? I forget their horse's names, but, like, Summer has this, like, secret little purple horse. Yeah. And Seth makes fun of it, but then, like, they, like, bond over, like, he has a little horse, too. Yeah. And it really... It was giving me OC season two, and I was just fully living for it. Well, did you Google My Little Pony? Yeah, but, like... Yeah. So that's what it is. I think I think that tracks with SJM's age. She's a little bit older than us, and I think My Little Pony Mm -hmm. was Yeah, it was a little bit... Yeah before our time yeah yeah and she is like oh here's another one called peaches and dreams and he's like what you're 25 and she like loves that they're sparkly and squishy and she tells them about how they were the only thing that made her feel normal as a kid because she got jelly jubilee and the kids were nice to her because she had the cool toy okay fine blah blah blah. he's like okay now i can't make fun of you about it but most importantly She strides over to the linen closet and she's like, the soap is right there. Why did you go find this other box on the highest shelf? Quote, she could have sworn color stained his cheeks. I saw purple glitter. She blinks at him. You thought it was a sex toy, didn't you? He said nothing. You think I keep my vibrator in the linen closet? (laughs) (laughs) Love. (sighs) She's like, next time you want to check out my vibrators, just ask Athlar. She inclined her head toward her bedroom door and winked. They're in the left nightstand. She's so good Whoa. at turning the little tables on him. <laughs> Every time he thinks he's got one on her, she just sort of like snaps back. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what a what a place to leave us all. <sighs> so cute. Who can say, uh-huh. not me, whether the left nightstand will ever come back wow. into the story again. Truly not me, but can't wait to find Fingers out. Crossed. Next time we will have some mer people. So get excited for that. Yeah. In the meantime, come say hi, Instagram, TikTok, share us with your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye.